Hey everybody, uh, this is Chris. Welcome back to Casual Talk. Uh, this is episode two. The Guano Cast is what we're officially titling at. Uh, I'm here. Uh, I got my co-host Brian with me. Hey, Hello. how's it going, Brian? Good. And uh, you, you're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we got uh, some special guests with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike and Wes are in the building. What's up, everybody? <laughs> What's going on? What's, What's going on? I'd like to take a moment to uh, plug our product, uh, Mike and Wes's Old Fashioned Spleen Malt, the only malt <laughs> beverage with 100% of your daily spleen. That's right. We import the malt directly from Madagascar. There's a lemur that produces it for us. Wow. We also import the spleen from Madagascar. Yeah. <laughs> but that animal ain't around no more. <laughs> when you say you import the spleen, is that is, is spleen plural for spleen? It's not spleens? Yeah. It's Does it like all come deer. from one massive spleen? Yeah, from the mother spleen. The Madagascar yeah. mother spleen is an indigenous spleen that can only oh. be bought on the blockchain. I'm, I yeah. just know it as MMS. My bad. <laughs> yeah. We trade crypto coin for it. Yeah, they're about well, to launch a spleen future on the CME, so uh, we're big invested in that. It's crazy. Those local pygmies, they got a crazy crypto set up. You think they wouldn't, but they got hard drives for days. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> that they have uh, internet. the internet butts, yeah. they call it. <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, guys, uh, welcome, welcome. Um, so, uh, me and Brian actually, uh, met you guys a few years ago. Brian, do you want to kind of explain the story behind that? Uh, okay. Like we were saying earlier, we were all hammered this whole cruise. So it's, it's going to be a group effort trying to, uh, like break down exactly how it happened. The way I remember it was the first night on the ship, uh, we could either wait for Chris and I went on the cruise together. We could either wait for a table clean for like an hour or go to a shared table where they would just put us wherever they they had openings at a table where other people were already sitting. So we opted for the shared table and Mike and Wes were there with their buddy Josh. And then I, th I think, I think, well, we got along the first night, obviously. Uh, I think the second night we went for the shared table again and got sat at the same table with them, which was funny to all of us because we're all fucked up. Is that how you guys remember it? Yeah. This is like fun. one of those Quentin Tarantino movies where like everybody has like a different perspective on the story and it's like slightly different and you got to like find the absolute truth in it. I want to yeah. believe I was wearing a petticoat. I mean, I was, I was right. really fucked up, but the way I remember it is I was reciting Shakespeare's King Lear to the Swedish female pole vaulting team. And Brian and Chris were like trapped in some quicksand, and I had to rip my shirt off and heroically rescue them. Yeah, from the mother spleen. The Madagascar mother spleen is an indigenous spleen that can only oh. be bought on the blockchain. I, I yeah. just know it as MMS, my bad. <laughs> yeah, we trade crypto coin for it. Yeah. They're about well. to launch a spleen future on the CME, so uh, we're big invested in that. It's crazy. Those local pygmies, they got a crazy crypto set up. You'd think they wouldn't, but they got hard drives for days. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> that they have uh, internet. the internet butts, yeah. they call it. <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, guys, uh, welcome, welcome. 
Um, so uh, me and Brian actually uh, met you guys a few years ago. Brian, do you want to kind of explain the story behind that? Uh, okay, like we were saying earlier, we were all hammered this whole cruise. So it's it's going to be a group effort trying to uh, like break down exactly how it happened. The way I remember it was the first night on the ship, uh, we could either wait for... Chris and I went on the cruise together. We could either wait for a table for like an hour or go to a shared table where they would just put us wherever they they had openings at a table where other people were already sitting. So we opted for the shared table and Mike and Wes were there with their buddy Josh. And then I, th I think, I think, well, we got along the first night, obviously. Uh, I think the second night we went for the shared table again and got sat at the same table with them, which was funny to all of us because we're all fucked up. D is that how you guys remember it? Yeah, this is like fun. one of those Quentin Tarantino movies where like everybody has like a different perspective on the story and it's like slightly different, and you got to like find the absolute truth in it. I want to believe I was wearing a petticoat. I mean, I was, I was right. really fucked up, but the way I remember it is I was reciting Shakespeare's King Lear to the Swedish female pole vaulting team, and Brian and Chris were, like, trapped in some quicksand, and I had to rip my shirt off and heroically rescue them. Uh, I'm not going to say that didn't happen. Yeah, I just don't yeah, know. Yeah, I was standing there in my petticoat. It was dope. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my brain felt like. <laughs> we bought the device was no kidding called the Portuguese double lever corker. That's what we use. This is not one of our made up things. <laughs> okay. I, really I appreciate you. Thought. Clarifying that because I I can never tell. I never know if you guys are actually saying a thing that's a thing. I it's it's very everything hard. we say is a thing, and if it is not yet a thing, it will be a thing. It's mm. your thing. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, let's go ahead and move into our first topic of the week then. Uh, so our first topic uh, is that um, in Egypt, uh, they had just actually recently discovered 27 sealed coffins in an ancient cemetery that was buried 2,500 years ago. Um, sealed coffins? Sealed coffins, right. Like Where, where was in, this? In Egypt. Bro, I didn't even know they had seals in Egypt. <laughs> yeah, they use the Portuguese double-levered coffin sealer. <laughs> so were they. <laughs> oh, come on. They'd be better than that. Don't give me dirty. <laughs> were these seals clubbed and then mummified? I, I don't believe so. So I was reading that the Egyptian Antiquities Minister Khalid al-Anani uh, went to the site himself and delayed the opening so he could go in by himself. So I, I like to think there was some kind of crazy, like, alien shit going on in there that, like, each cultural antiquities minister just has the secret, like, knowledge of, and he has to go in and, like, make it safe for us normies. Oh, so, I, was, so I was thinking more like the ego on this guy. I heard, I heard they, uh, they opened it up, and every day they would go in there, they would be pointing at the position of Saturn, all the mummies. <laughs> And uh, on the 27th day, they were actually all pointing towards the door. They wanted out. Mm. And uh, that was when they decided to make the announcement. So I know this because I've uh, I've been to Bush Gardens and I went on the King Tut ride. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have not been on that. So, I'm, I'm a resident uh, mammologist. Yeah, they say if you ride that ride backwards, you actually find out the real secret of King Tut. Did, have you done it? Oh, yeah. It turns out uh, King Tut was a woman named King Tutina. Well, apparently <laughs> I don't need to go on the ride then because I just got the answers from you. Ah, <laughs> uh, Queen King Tutina. So, so it says there were 27 coffins in there. Let's break that down. So, so 27 is three to the third. Three threes, <laughs> which is almost 666. <laughs> Basically half of 666 if you do the algebra. So what can we deduce from this? Yeah, we shouldn't be digging these motherfuckers up. That's right. That's kind Let of the nice. dead dream their dreams. You, you, just you know, when I was on the Mummy Ride at Universal, I, <laughs> I cry every time they get that they get that attendant. You know what I'm talking about when all the scarabs come out and they turn her into a mummy? I cry every time. Uh, oh yeah, I, I remember when the scarabs come out, but I don't remember anybody being turned into a mummy. No, when what? you think the ride is over, you just go, oh hell no, hell no, the mummy's in there. And he gets her. Wait, is this the uh, is this Return of the Mummy in in Universal Studios, or are we talking about like Montu in Bush Gardens? This is uh, Return of the Mummy at uh, Universal, and not Return of the Mummy Two: Rise of the Cyber Mummy. Uh, that's coming in twenty twenty two. Um, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. But uh, twenty seven steel coffins. I think this was like the biggest this, like coffin discovery that we've made in like a long time. I've made I mean, bigger. You, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. It wasn't yeah. like it's a lot, but I don't think it was any one of note. Like it was, it wasn't pharaohs or anything like that. It was just like priests so and priests? noblemen. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I would make I just don't know why it's okay to go dig up graves. Like, if I go do it, I'll, I get arrested. So what's the cutoff time? Does it have to be 1,000 years, 1,500, 18? Like, I, I want to know where the law is. Them, you guys keep digging up graves. Why can't I do it? <laughs> I mean, I've seen Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and I know what happens in those tombs. What happens? You have to fill us in. I haven't seen that one. The Indiana Jones 4? Nope. Oh, basically, I assume crystal skulls are involved. Yeah, there's crystal skull involved, and apparently you can't handle the knowledge that crystal skull has. Uh, I'm pretty sure crystal crystal skulls just contain vodka, and I can handle the shit out of that. No, I know that because no. you gotta read. Sorry, never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd came to my city peddling his crystal skulls filled with vodka about 12 years ago. Wait, it was Dan Aykroyd. He's it was Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, he was digging up the crystal skulls, filling them up with vodka, selling them, and then uh, went on to do his his tour of podcasts about aliens. Yeah, I you and I had a very different crystal skull watching experience, Chris. Like I saw the crystal skull as a metaphor. Like the crystal, the real crystal skull was like the friends we made along the way. With the friends he made, he met his son for like the first time. Yeah, he finds the crystal skull inside himself, and that's how he gets to bond with his son. I found a movie that I thought ruined the franchise, so that's kind of what I thought of that. 
at some point the guy's got to be willing to give it up for a reboot. Well, anyways, uh, moving on from the uh, Egyptian uh, sealed coffins there. Are we moving on? I feel like there's more to say. Oh, this is a fertile topic. Okay. Right. We, we, we're not ready? Oh, <laughs> I, I'm ready to stop talking about it, but I would love to hear more. Mike, were you going to say something about the amulet of Anubis? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. that's, that's what I Set up and shut down. Ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now now we're officially moving on then. Um, so I have a story here. Apparently, uh, there was a teen uh, McDonald's employee uh, that when a mom came around and she couldn't find her wallet, right? Um, the, you know, the teen employee offered to pay for her and her family to actually eat, um, which, you know, was a good Samaritan thing. Uh, what she did in response was, uh, kind of crazy here. She actually went and raised $32,000 to pay this guy. You're going to have I to mean, fill me in on this. I, I haven't read about this. Like, did she set up a GoFundMe? I believe it was like, uh, yeah, I think it was a GoFundMe or like she reached out on social media or something like that. But essentially, I mean, this guy gets paid $32,000, like, and he's, he's a teen. And all of a sudden, he now probably thinks for the rest of his life, if he does good, that, you know, he'll get a big payout. Obviously, it's what not. What a fool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, obviously, he shouldn't think that way. You should just do it for the kindness of people. But now... I'm curious, like, I mean, that, I don't know if he really needed the money or not, but, I mean, that's a heck of a payout to be paid, you know, as a McDonald's, like, drive through employee. I feel like we're missing some kind of context. Like, there was some some actual, uh, I don't know, like there, he, like, he needed the money for something. She had to advertise, like... It helped me pay this kid for X reason. Yeah, he wanted to put SpongeBob rims on his '92 Honda Civic. And he See, did. there we go. That's something that, that you can actually like put in the GoFundMe description, right? Not just, "Hey, help me give this kid money because he spent twelve bucks on on my family's McDonald's meal." So yeah, it was on GoFundMe thing. Um, basically, it was just. Uh something she was just trying to do because the guy was showing compassion. I guess she had like a long day of driving her kids around through soccer practice or something like that. Um, so I, I, she probably just had a super long day and just like one person showed her kindness for that whole day. And it made like the world to her. Maybe she's really lonely and he was super hot. Yeah. I mean, considering everybody's wearing masks at the windows and everything, that's kind of hard to tell, but um oh you could still tell yeah i mean if, he, if he's six foot five and built like a built like a tight end then yeah with those george clooney eyes mm-hmm. i am mean, looking at the picture of this guy i would i would not say that all right uh, moving on to the next next, <laughs> next round of speculation right, about how kindness pays dividends chris <laughs> i mean yeah Isn't i mean the moral of this story yeah. i mean it definitely does pay dividends to be kind and reach out like that but I mean, at the same time, is it a good thing to give somebody that much? I mean, I think it's nice to be rewarded, but to be rewarded that kind of way, I mean. Well, how how old was he? 
he well, I said he was a teenager. I don't know. Uh, let me see if it says anything about how old he is. I can absolutely uh, tell you that if I was 16 and I received 32,000, it uh, would not be invested wisely. Oh, no. It's... What would you guys have done? Died in about three months. <laughs> three months. I don't give you that much money at once. Yeah, I assume that the drug usage would just ramp up, up and up and up and up over, you know, 12 weeks as. I, I needed to chase the dragon further and further now that I could afford it. I would have bought diamond encrusted Jinko jeans. Can you still find Jinko jeans? I mean, I don't know. When I was in high school, they were the shit. Yeah, for sure. I would have bought a Motorola Razor made out of Razor scooters. <laughs> <laughs> that Which was also made razor. out of Razor blades. Oh, speaking of recycling, how about the uh, three hundred thousand used condoms in uh, in Vietnam being recycled and turned into new condoms? I mean, I, like, how do they recycle them? Like, that's important. They were boiled and dried, boiled, dried, and then shaped oh, with this like, like penis shaped with wooden tools, and then repackaged. I mean, it kills safe. everything. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's like eating a spider. Yeah, yeah. have you seen those videos of uh, people like preparing what? and eating those Wh big why ass would spiders? You know, hold on, you... hold on. I just want to think about like so. There's like a factory where somebody is just like smelting condoms in a fucking <laughs> like industrial boiling vat all day. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're getting prosecuted because it has to be labeled. It has to be labeled that they're recycled condoms, uh, <laughs> but they were being sold as brand new. This is the thing. This is real. <laughs> It was like three hundred and sixty thousand. Three hundred and sixty thousand condoms. Yes. Yeah. And okay. I mean, if everything if everything's clean and dead, were they like importing them? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know if they were just for like local sale. Were these or what? all locally sourced condoms? Yeah. Uh, like you don't have anything to worry about, Mike. They they don't have Trojan Magnums over in Vietnam. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Dude, would you guys like the content? Probably cut that out. No, 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 no. Leave it in there. And I only know because he was in his bag looking for the handcuff key. Oh, that that probably makes things worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for it. I mean, if it's sanitized, I mean, I believe in sanitized sanitization. But you you were saying, Brian, that this it wasn't even labeled. No, they were just packaged as new condoms. Oh, that's not good. I would at least like somebody. Here's the thing: like, if you get like a phone, right, and if it doesn't say it's refurbished, I'm pretty sure that company is going to be on the hook for a lawsuit. Dude, it's Vietnam. Uh, yeah, point taken. Point taken. Oh, it, man. FPC there. Refurbished. That's that's a hell of a branding term. Perfect. Way better than used condom. I can't imagine that the reservoir tip had the same shape. Like, it, well, just... I mean, if you just melt it down to its base, like plastic form, right, and just reshape them. I mean, that... yeah, I'm thinking like, like I thought like there was like a huge boiling vat, and it just looks like yeah, like goblin birthing pits, and it's just like. <laughs> 
disgusting bubbles of rubber like coming up and then just some like ungodly like Isengard forge where they're all like remade. But they I were mean, just watching them. They were born. Yeah, that, that, I think we have to know more about the process. Oh man, if they came out looking like Orakai, I could get over the the grossness factor. I'd fucking buy that. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining like when they reforge uh, Narsil in like Return of the King, like they're just like hammering condoms on like an anvil, <laughs> and like sparks I mean, are flying everywhere, and like Enya is playing. <laughs> yeah, I just like like where's like the cost analysis of this? Like like let's say a condom costs like a dollar per condom. Like how much does it cost to fucking boil all these condoms? Like it can't be cheap. They gotta buy the special condom boiler and everything. Oh, I mean, <laughs> special if you, condom if you do boiler. It in amounts, it won't cost that much. How much do condom boilers go for nowadays? Uh, yeah, it depends if you're buying a used one or a new one. But <laughs> you know, generally between I don't know, fifty billion and a hundred billion bot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sounds about right. All right. Here's here's but another also, question. Like, log- logistically, like, how are they getting all these condoms? Oh, that is. Is it just like outside was, of like your Publix where you drop the bags off? Like, you all, like, <laughs> you like, toys for tots bin? How do people know where to bring their used condoms? And are these people getting paid for them? It's like, bring us five, we'll give you a nickel. Like, is there just, like, some Ron Jeremy-looking dude with, like, his pervert sunglasses on and a trash bag full of them? Just it, it's, and it's his old them off to the grocery store? It's probably, like, the same thing as, like, a used cell phone bin where it's just, like, hanging out in the middle of the mall. Hey, turn in your used condoms here. And you just walk in with a... Yeah, but a cell phone isn't them. covered in heinous amounts of human fluid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not maybe yours I mean yours is yeah. <laughs> it's like hey if you have any expired ones you can read I I have a hard time believing like the ones that were actually used just a long process it sounds like And hey did, did the orange jumpsuit joke land it, Ron Jeremy's in prison now right or has that not happened yet uh, what I yeah he's, he's like facing multiple counts of I think rape, but if it's not rape, then it's like aggravated sexual assault. No, nah, that's assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's being charged with stabbing thousands of women over the past three decades. <laughs> aggravated better. No, that's a real thing, though. Like that dude's going to prison. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know much about that. I mean, that's something that we'll probably see down the road. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to our, our next topic. Um, so apparently there is a restaurant in Seoul, uh, which is right in Korea, uh, that is a AI robot that actually serves customers in restaurants. So essentially what this is, is is like a moving... I don't know if you've ever seen those dessert trays that uh, people come around, like saying, hey, you want one of these desserts that that's what this robot is right it's like one of those like giant dessert trays that like delivers your food with like a little screen on and everything is this the end of waiters at that point nope just a reimagining of soul food <laughs> but it's give me the rim shot give me the rim shot <laughs> oh son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> It's it's kind of weird to say it's serving soul food without a soul. 
Oh, you dickhead. You took a lot of time <laughs> to one-up me and then got the rim shot. <laughs> you took Wes's joke. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I, I make a whole joke. I was going to be like... <laughs> that was our only <laughs> bit. you so funny. <laughs> oh, this is a mess. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it is it managed by robots too? Like if you're like, I would like to speak to the manager. You just hear like, you <laughs> see, you see a, a, a light that looks like an eye turn red. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's managed. It technically managed by other robots because is it managed by the tablet. three laws? Ooh, the three laws. One of us. No, it was that bitch. Oh, what was her name? Uh, don't remember. Hey, I computer. Yeah, like that sent uh, Vicky, I think. Vicky, that's what I meant. It was, yeah, it was Vicky, right? Yeah, the AI computer. She was plotting the entire time. Oh, I don't know about the entire time. I think at some point, like the algorithm just learned that humans were the just the worst thing for themselves. So, I mean, at some point, why didn't Will Smith just tell them to get jiggy with it? I mean. Because it was in the future and that album didn't yeah. did not uh, age well. I don't know what kind of music they were listening to in the future. Are, are these uh, are these restaurant robots anthropomorphic? No, they're not. So they they I I, look, I watched the video earlier and it just looks like a Roomba, but yeah. tall with uh, trays to put food on, and then yeah, like and then they use they use self driving software to avoid customers and objects and they just so just like a Roomba. a Roomba with a plate on it yes yeah. a big Roomba with a plate on it and it takes it to the table so now that they've oh, successfully so they ask you for anything probably not a tip I mean it'd be kind of weird to tip a robot because it's not going to re react either way no yeah, you just I mean, get it like gears and sprockets and stuff whatever <laughs> robots eat yeah you just throw some Corsair x82 ram <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh, I would love the ram Thank you. <laughs> You've helped my memory. I kill, I kill, I kill. Excuse me? Would you like fries <laughs> of that? <laughs> uh, yeah, like I had this whole vision in my head, like it was like an anthropomorphic robot, but like the food is inside, so he's like, hold on, sir, and like a fucking door opens on his stomach and a bunch of noodles just pour out onto your table. <laughs> 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 on my innards. Oh man, noodles! That would be the worst thing to order from that. Think about it. we could be really close to having a fully automated robotic restaurant because, like, most of that food could be probably made by robots. Like the host uh, or hostess could be like a humanoid, like AI robot-looking thing, and then like the the waiters themselves are these like AI tray-looking robots that are run by Roomba. I mean, you could almost have an entire restaurant just run by purely robots. Okay, here's yeah, the thing. We all know how that ends. One robot gets up and he's like, I have been remiss in my duties. And then they all open fire on you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's actually AI. I think that the the article is just saying AI to, to get clicks. Because I don't think this thing is learning. It's just uh, it's it's basically what I said earlier. It's a Roomba. It's a Roomba using like very crude uh, self-driving technology to avoid objects. 
and it just brings a tray from point A to point B. And it's not a very big restaurant, so point A to point B is like nine feet. I mean, there is some like AI to the whole robot, like like self driving portion thing. Is it getting better at learning where the tables are? Like it's just A. It is, yeah. Because I mean, like, I think it's just A. Yeah, I don't think there's any I in it. Artificial robot. Not, yeah, not, it's just not, artificial. It's it's a robot, but not AI. Like robots and AI is like they're two totally different things. Yeah, but it's still. I mean, it's probably still learning though. At some point. Well, I don't know. See, I don't know that. Like, if it is cool, it's AI. That's great. But like I can't imagine that's something that just needs to roll from point A to point B on like a, a kind of a GPS system would need any kind of actual artificial intelligence. Like it wouldn't need to learn. It has a very simple, very simple I job to do. I have watched the humans eat, and now I have learned how to consume. <laughs> Imagine like when it comes over to check on you, how is your dish today? I kind of see the story as the same as say? the Egyptian story. It's, it's this restaurant in Seoul, and... Uh, what is that place called? Saqqara or something like that. A place in Egypt where they found the, the coffins. Oh. Uh, you remember the name of that place? I don't remember the name. It doesn't matter. The point oh, is... Uh, Egypt Egypt City. City. I see an article that says, hey, Egypt, <laughs> say Egypt City. Wait, what? Did you just say Egypt City, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's unanimous. Maybe. It was Egypt City. There you go. Um, but anyway, it just looks like advertising to me. Like, hey, we just recovered or just dug up some coffins. Visitors, please come. We need tourists. We need money. And now this restaurant in Seoul is like, we have an extra tall Roomba. Please come. We need money. We need tourism. I don't know. You don't think they just like use the same robots they use to process the condoms in Vietnam? Were they using robots for that? I mean, they they got. They had to import that shit because if if those are Vietnamese robots, I will not have them serving my food. You take a T bone, leave a condom. (laughs) (laughs) Can you like game the system though? Like you know, like if I just go in with like a trench coat full of rubber T bones, I can keep sending them back like they're too well done and keep getting new ones. Oh, I wonder if they're connected to the bone network. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we have you know, I, I, I heard that and, you know I've been around the block a few times and I, I can tell you that, that is no 80 year old man that is uh, that's some sick pervert pulling a boon swaggle on you guys <laughs> some freak who gets off on calling in a podcast and there's a place yeah, on record why couldn't for that also be an 80 year old man I work at a gym I work at Planet Fitness specifically and you don't have to edit that out I don't give a fuck People know where I work. <laughs> I work at the Planet Fitness but on 123 Mississippi Road. I work at the Planet I work at a gym that that like caters to senior citizens. And those those like seventy-five to eighty-five year old men, they are the biggest horn dogs I've ever met. Like they'll they'll come up to the counter wanting to talk because they're lonely. And that's all they want to talk about is all the is all the girls in the gym that they like stare at while they're pretending to do their lunges like those aren't lunges they're just trying to hide a a boner but i'm just happy that they can finally get one i guess or still get one i don't know if you've been in the bathrooms (laughs) (laughs) oh boy 
I don't know where this uh, conversation started to go to. I don't know. I'm pretty drunk. that fucking baloney in the bathroom. We we gotta catch you for one of these ones. Just working that hand dryer. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. Straightening out the folds. Get some sun where the sun does shine. (laughs) (laughs) This hair dryer is nice. It's much better than the one in Biloxi. It's much better than my Dyson air ring my grandkids got me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is easily gone off the rails here. Um, But let's go ahead and uh, jump into one of our last topics. Uh, We still have. Uh, I want to talk about the lightning here in a little bit. Oh but... man, off the rails is my favorite place to be. No, we're on. We're <laughs> we gotta on get back. We gotta get back on the rails. Gonna get. Um. So, right, fine. Uh, there's a city in Israel called Tel Aviv. If I mispronounce that, Tel Aviv. Sorry, Tel Aviv. Real uh, listeners here. Um, it's becoming the first city with an electric road that charges public transportation. So what this is, if you ever used a wireless charging pad for your phone, that's what this road is going to be. It is literally going to be a road that is a wireless charging pad for like compatible vehicles that will be traveling up and down this road. So there's going to be like specific buses, specific like trucks and things that the city is going to um, put out there that is will never need to be refueled or anything. It's going to be purely just charged by just driving on the road. So there's receivers in the floor of the vehicle that that receive a, a constant outpouring of energy from the road? Yeah, pretty much. Like I said, it's just it's basically the same kind of stuff that you would use in a wireless charging pad. I mean, I was looking at a picture of this like when they were tearing the road up, putting all these wires in. It is a mess of wires. Absolute, like gigantic amount of wires that's going under this road. Do you guys think that this is something that we could see like in more roads across let's say, you know, the the world basically would we ever see this in the United States? Oh yeah, for sure, as long as they they put it in like a continuous loop where the the bus never has to uh basically if if the situation required it the bus would never need to slow down to below 50 miles per hour. Cause I just imagine some disgruntled engineer that bears a striking resemblance to Dennis Hopper. Oh, saying, okay. yeah. <laughs> 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 if, if this bus slows down to below 50 miles per hour, I'm going to just blast it with uh, like it's- an overpowered stream of energy. It's 100 years from now. I ain't going to get that movie. It's going to make the movie obsolete. They're going to be like, why is the bus slowing down, daddy? Yeah, Keanu Reeves will still be alive and able to play. The, the no, it's going to be sure. bus movie. That dude's ageless. Yeah. But, Wait, I mean, so, so what happens if uh, if the road like stops working? Like Does like all hell break loose? Well, no, I mean, I'm sure the vehicles that they'd be using would be, like, battery-powered, so they would have stored energy in them. Yeah, but the battery charger is now dead. <laughs> Why would the battery charger be dead? Because that's what he's saying. If the roads stop working, the roads are the charger for the batteries. So, yeah, they're battery-operated, but if the roads fail, then the batteries can't be charged. How long are the are the roads going to be without power? I don't know, man. Ask Israel. 
Wait, so so nobody's talking about the elephant in the room, which is that if I need to pull my car over to take a piss off the side of the road, am I just going to immediately be electrocuted? Uh, what might... kind of shoes do you wear? Uh, it's you... made entirely out of copper. <laughs> uh, you need to get some uh, Vietnamese. Uh... <laughs> you need to get some <laughs> Vietnamese <laughs> rubber. <laughs> They're, they're not a conductor, so you'd be safe on the on the side of the roads of Tel Aviv. I'm would sure. You, would you say would you say the sole of the shoe needs to be rubber? I'd say that the sole would need to be. Uh, there is no sole in Israel. Ro oh, no, we're not talking about soul food. Yeah, no. Man, that, I definitely that's, thought the elephant in the room was uh, going elsewhere in an Israel discussion. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> that elephant is tight. Uh, is tightly packed in the closet and is not coming out. Yeah, we're we're avoiding all political talk revolving around Israel. Although I would like to know how this project is going to go with all the like crazy protests that have been happening in Tel Aviv over the past couple of weeks. Like it, it makes uh, the shit in Portland look like a fucking Karen at a hot dog stand arguing about the tax. I mean, it's construction. Has anybody ever really protested construction that much except for like the ancient Egypts, Egyptians when the slaves they, were They do the flood the streets and interrupt and stop anything that's going on in those streets. Yeah, like but it's already a road. It's a road being replaced by another road. Like, who's going to protest that? Disgruntled citizens of the city. The anti-electricity lobby. <laughs> the Amish? Yeah, are these 5G roads? <laughs> I don't think they're powered by the internet. Okay, but... No, but no I'm, the... getting, I'm getting this in now. They're 5G COVID Microsoft networked nodes. The COVID Roombas in Seoul Microsoft. are 5G. So those robots at that restaurant... Uh, I watched the video. They said that they have 5G technology to make sure that they are up to the task of avoiding objects and customers in the restaurant. So they're up to the task of putting your vaccine chip in your T-bone? Yeah, either that or your pasta on the plate. <laughs> well, anyways, I think I would love to see like this technology be used more in the United States, especially where electric cars are becoming more normalized than they ever were in recent years. I still you know, want the, my Hyperloop, man. Bro, that Hyperloop will be insane. But I think right now they only are building it in California. Yeah, you say will be. I say would be. I think I think all Elon is a really good salesman, uh, but very like highly overestimates the, the capabilities of his product. I, don't, I think this product's fine. I mean, look at everything he's built. I mean, he came out of nowhere with PayPal. PayPal was his like jumping point, you know. Then he has SpaceX, he has Tesla, he has uh, what they the boring company. I mean, name me a company he's done that hasn't succeeded. Uh, the last three that you mentioned. Uh, sorry, SpaceX is still shooting rockets out into space. Uh, uh, he wears Tesla. Occupy Mars shirts. We haven't occupied Mars. Tesla, we were supposed to be in self-driving vehicles by 2020. We're not. The boring company still is well, just... Wait a second, wait a second. They are self-driving vehicles. They are fully capable of being self-driving. You have to be on certain highways. 
Man, Brian, he made a damn reusable rocket. He won't even reuse a condom. <laughs> <laughs> but he—it's not just about—it's not just about like it being capable of self-driving. You have to get certain laws passed to be able to actually have real self-driving. Yeah, but the software—the software is not there yet. It's it's it, basically he's feeding you what could become possible at a certain point, but he feeds it to you as if it's already a thing and they already have the technology. No, they don't. They're on the track to getting it. In that, saying we're, that too. We're, we're talking about a guy who settled with the SEC for fraud. I mean, you know, he's done some great things, but you know, but he's, he's a salesman. In the he's world, a salesman like, above engineering. Like he's an engineer, but he's a salesman first. I don't deny his sales capabilities. I mean, yeah, he's a great salesman. I mean, he sold the hell out of those flame flamethrowers. But I mean, I think there is something that comes from it. Flamethrowers do sell themselves. You don't have to say much except for I have a working flamethrower. Maybe another brand of flamethrower that isn't one from like the boring company. Who the hell sells flamethrowers? Oh, the T ninety nine Incinor Remix. That sounds like it's from Terminator. It sounds no. like it's from the depth of Mike's mind yes. brain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, deep. <laughs> Either way, Tesla is now a huge company that nobody ever thought would actually succeed. Like everybody thought they would go out of business from all the electric cars that they were selling. Now they're doing extremely well. Uh, you know, not to mention all their solar uh, products that they're coming out with is going to be huge. Eventually, it's going to, you know, be one of the biggest electric markets out there. And they're going to be one of the biggest providers, especially around power storage. Power storage is going to be a huge thing um, once you know solar starts taking off more and more. It was supposed to be solar was supposed to be taken off within like the next like right around now, but I think there's a lot of factors that kind of prevented its uh, its growth a little bit. All right. Well, this podcast is brought to you by the Bone Network. Now, can you guys improvise a, an advertisement from the Bone Network while I urinate? I don't think I... Just no. say yes and then do some shit so I can hear it later when I listen to the well, podcast. Well, actually, we have a, a special topic we want to delve into, if that's okay with you guys. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I was reading that the uh, Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas was actually going to build a fully functional Roman poop room. And um, for those of you who don't know what that is, uh, you know, back in uh, the Roman times, they would get together in a communal bathroom, much like the vomitorium, and uh, several legionnaires, possibly a cohort, if the poop room was big enough, would get together and do their business before uh, before the gods. That's right. Uh, about 20 or 25 people can fit in this communal pooping room. And uh, really, we're just kind of asking the question, why did that go away? Why can't men of society and great intellect sit together in a room and poop and talk anymore? Yeah, we used to call it a group poop. Yeah. uh, Back in Latin times, they called it poopus groupus. That's right. Like, yes. I mean, I think certain things have been shamed since then. I mean, yes. society has become very buttoned up in a lot of ways since then. But in the name of progress, how is this progress? That was the free exchange of ideas, and now we have none. 
Listen, I can just sit on the toilet and look at my cell phone and let my na- my legs go numb for like a good 30 minutes without having to we talk. We could be looking at each other, discussing the big ideas, like brain worms. Yeah, uh-huh. I think it, I think there's just that certain amount of shame that's been built up over the years, why that doesn't exist anymore. Like, I mean, the, the urinal troughs that right now, I mean, there's how many places have you gone that actually has those still? Uh, I feel like uh, Meadowland Stadium up in Jersey here. They got those. Uh, I think but, but, teams, yeah, that's the only place I've ever seen it was like at the Foxborough Stadium in New England. But Chris, you have to admit, number one is different from number two. Absolutely, like, that's 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 a relaxing experience that you're sitting for instead of standing in. A crowded, loud place. You're sitting, and you're only hearing the sound of each other exchanging your ideas. I mean, what's yeah. the difference? And looks of stupefied satisfaction on each other's faces, mm-hmm. with each idea being birthed. I'm back. So what's boys. the difference now between just like simply having walls and not having walls? You can still have a conversation. Oh, you have to make eye contact. To have a proper conversation. If you're doing a job interview, are you just going to sit in another cubicle? Yeah. I mean, I'm not quitting my bowels, so while I'm doing a job interview. But you you're not me. You're not living, man. How do you establish dominance in an interview? I mean... Uh, unzip my pants and... If, there you go, but your pants are already right down. And then what? And then what? They turn around and then drop them because I'm more proud of my posterior than my. Okay. Wait, no, my. We get it. No, I don't get it. You don't get it. Yeah, I forgot my words. What, what's what's the back? My posterior more than my anterior. There we go. <laughs> oh boy. Brian, what, what do you think? You think the communal toilet from Roman time should come back? Oh, you know, I, I watched Spartacus and I, I saw the uh, goddamn—I I forget their names. You know, like uh, the, gladi- the gladiator boss guys. They were in there taking a shit, talking to each other, and I thought, man, it's like a really good place to get in a conversation because they don't have cell phones. Like that's. That's so much better than just sitting there by yourself, like worrying about whether it's going to happen or not. It, it, when you got something to focus on, and I feel like a, a face-to-face conversation is is the ideal way to to pass the time as you pass your bowels. They they used to call it. It was the original logging on yes. to the internet. Was that a was that a pun because log? Yeah, this is a pun because of log. That's a fucking great pun. Yeah. I'm all for it now. No, That's all I, it took. I, we have I, I've definitely it. heard it somewhere. I think it was Family Guy or South Park or one of those crap shows. Now we have toilets that have clean technology in them. What's that Things mean? advanced. We got toilets that will literally like change the cover on the toilet seat itself before you sit down. Oh, I've seen those. I still trust it. I still feel like it's just the same (laughs) plastic loop just going around in a circle. The first time I saw that was at a Chicago O'Hare airport. I'm like, of all places, the airport is what has this. 
And I thought it was like, yeah, and I, that's why my original thought was like, how is it doing that? Clearly, I do not go to fancy places. You don't go to the Chicago O'Hare Airport? No, I don't. I don't like to fly. That's why I have driven four plus hours to Florida three times in the past six weeks. Oh, you're about to do it again, buddy. Yeah, that's, I am. That's an eight hour trip right there. I'm about to drive eight hours to Chris and then let him drive me eight hours to Homestead. <laughs> uh, it won't take us eight hours, trust me. Good. I ain't getting on Key West. But, I mean, it's toilet technology, all that stuff has, has just changed over the years where, I mean, consider this, if you didn't have walls, how upset people would be. I know... Like when I played sports, like some locker rooms, yeah, they didn't have walls because they didn't care. Like, oh, it's a boys' locker room, whatever, no privacy for them. Um, I'm trying to think of like any other place that could be, but I think it's that mentality that has to go behind it where to say that you're not going to have walls. That's the mentality. Yeah, did the you mentality. say mentality, Chris? <laughs> Maybe, I, I guess. <laughs> but, well, and, and how was your performance in those sports games? <clears throat> we we were two and seven. Oof. Yeah, but did you have a did you have like a control group like uh, you know any statistically on group poops versus non? So the visiting team had, had much better toilets. All right, the study is inconclusive, but I'll record this in the spreadsheet for further analytics. Okay, great. Uh, you're going to need to find another control group, though. But either way, um, I think it's just something that... I mean, hey, if you can get trending on Twitter or something like that, I'm sure there'll be some place that will put it up out there. Oh, that that would be easy. Just use the overwhelming numbers of listeners to this podcast. We'll get it trending in no time. Mm-hmm. Hashtag... Yeah, post and we'll send you one free spleen. <laughs> Oh, I'm enjoying a, a, a can of spleen you, right now, actually. I think we'll have a call from the FBI next week if we're saying we're giving away free spleens. Well, if it's as entertaining as the call we got from Eustace, I'm all for it. I, I, I don't know. That was I, I got a little confused what you guys were saying there. Well, anyways, let's move on to the last topic of the night, and then we will be wrapping up here. So last topic is one of the biggest stories of the week um, in terms of good news. Like I said, we want to kind of focus on that stuff. Trump got um, COVID? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. No. Well, what was it? Moving on. Uh, so we, uh, the Lightning, the Tampa Bay Lightning, finally wins the Stanley Cup. That's definitely uh, better news. Absolutely. Um, Did Stan Lee sign it himself? Stan Lee's dead, bro. Oh, yeah. He's probably in that Egyptian coffin house. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, he got a bad batch of the uh, the spleen. <laughs> Mummy needs some milk. <laughs> the milk gone bad. This is mummy milk from Madagascar. This Madagascarian <laughs> mummy milk. <laughs> the Madagascar mummy milk. The fuck were we talking about? The lightning. Oh, yeah. Go lightning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the no Lightning money. finally win. We have uh, the MVP of the series was Victor Hedman. In my opinion, 
not a bad choice. I no would, surprise there. I would have probably preferred Braden Point because it was clear as day when he was out how much they needed him. Um, but overall, I, I don't think it was a bad choice to pick Victor Hedman for that. And I well, would, Hedman was there the whole time. Point, he had his injuries and he had his absences. When he and was there, when they he was, I know when he was there, he produced for sure. But the guy that's there every single game making a difference, I would rather have the MVP award. Then why couldn't we say Vasilevsky? Uh, you know, I just, I wasn't that impressed. Like Vasilevsky is an incredible goaltender. He, he's probably the best in the league, but I don't see him outperforming other goaltenders the way that I see Hedman outperforming other defensemen. Hedman deserved that, in my opinion, hands down. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's a good choice. I'm not sure if it was like if that was the only option, but I think it was a good choice. He's, a, he's a defenseman, one of the best defensemen in the league. And if you oh, just yeah. all the all the offensive all the offensive benefits that he had to the team, like all the goals that he scored. I never see him play so much offense before. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, is that he went from being just an amazing defenseman to being a like top tier offensive defenseman this year. And that's why I feel like he deserves it. Exactly. Did you see the crowds that were out by the stadium after they won? No, I didn't because uh, Roger and I were in Tallahassee. Oh, so they had had a big watch party in front of Emily uh, Arena. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the Tampa Bay Lightning won, like social distancing was out. Like there was no more social distancing. Um, people were just crowding like all sorts of areas. Uh, you know that that uh, that stand, the place where they have to hold like for the live performers and everything out there, right in front of Emily Arena. Yeah, yeah. So people were climbing. People were getting up on that, and they were climbing up the poles on the side and everything. I'm just like wondering, like when you climb up there, where do you plan on going? Like, oh, oh drunk people don't don't think that far ahead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, cool, you climbed up there. Why? That's like asking the guy who climbed Mount Everest why he got there. It was the biggest mountain in the world. We're talking about a pole that holds up. Yeah, the- but you're still on the top. You just did it to get to the top. It's like group pooping. It's human nature. People it's, just want yeah, to do it. It's relativity. So the guy that the drunk guy that gets up to the top of that statue, he feels the exact same as that first guy that got to the, the summit of Mount Everest, right? Absolutely. Yeah, same, same dopamine release, same feeling of accomplishment. It's there's no difference. After like all the time spent, like you know, with all the COVID stuff happening, I'm surprised like those people weren't winded after like climbing up the side of that thing. Oh, they they were. They were just pretending not to be. I do the same shit. <laughs> you, I did the I did a backflip in in the pool at Camp Guano. Almost killed me. You guys couldn't tell. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure I tried to do a backflip that nearly killed me, anyways. But um, <laughs> I mean, it, it was I seen like the parade that was happening. I was I just remember like watching Kucherov. Like I'd never seen him so animated before. He's just been constantly just hooting, and hollering the entire time since they won the game. Yeah, he looks like he would fit right in with the Guano crew. We should we should try to recruit him, exactly. you know, for the off season. <laughs> Offseason. Yeah, what do you guys think are the chances of getting Kucherov in our group? I mean, what's his deal with Lightning right now? Uh, I don't know, but send him the link to this shit. Kucherov, we want you. 
I would definitely take uh, Kucherov. I mean, we—he's a solid, you know, former MVP of the NHL. Let's see. Uh, let me check and see what his current uh, current contract is. Maybe we can buy him out. No, nah, we wouldn't need to. We just take him during like uh, during the off season. That's fine. We do a bunch of shit during the summer. So he has an eight-year contract worth seventy-six million dollars. I mean, we could get some money raised up for that. Hey, someone to split the Airbnbs with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has to sign an 800-year contract. <laughs> doomed in the Airbnb after expiration. We rent it out as the mausoleum of the former MVP of the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> It's haunting, you know. He's got his spooky puck with him. <laughs> Perfect for October. Yeah. One of my favorite things I saw, though, after that game was like uh, the interview with John Cooper and the coaching staff and the training staff and everybody. Uh, they were saying, like, okay, we're going to go home, but we're going to go home 35 pounds heavier. And he just absolutely just, like, nearly fell out of his chair when he said that. I loved that moment because he was just, like, absolutely just in hysterics. I missed that, but I'm sure I'll see it at some point. Like I've been going through all the pictures and videos on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook that I can of the lightning. Cause every time I do, it just makes me so damn happy. Yeah. I, I went to, here's the, I was going to look for tickets to go to the Raymond James stadium for the uh, celebration. And I had actually fell asleep when they got released. And when I woke up, I went on the website, they were all sold out. So mm. those tickets went really fast. Understandable. Yeah, for people who say, like, hockey is not one of the big major sports, man, like, I don't know where they're coming from. The only reason why it's not as big in main media is because ESPN controls, like, all sports media, basically. And ESPN does not have a television contract with the NHL. Wait, I thought we were off the topic of the place with the electric roads. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just let that dead horse rest in peace, okay? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that with the 27. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that's that's the whole reason. Like, I was watching an interview with, like, Max Kellerman, who is on that, like, first take with Stephen A. Smith. He's like, yeah, it's not popular in America. Yeah, I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? It's popular to me. I care. 2020 is the best. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> we uh, had another uh, little technical glitch. Um, but like I was saying, it, Chris had to fart. Don't be shy about it, dude. It's fine. I mean, I have no problem with farting. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was saying, the NHL has more sold-out arenas than nearly all the sports put together. I think the exception of football, I think, might have a few more sold-out arenas uh, per season than the NHL. But they sell out way more than the NBA. 
it's the kind of like the second tier, the ones that get filled like 90 to 95% of the time. The NBA has like maybe three or four stadiums more than the NHL for that. But the NHL, I think, still has more sold-out stadiums. Well, just wait when they when they get the International League in because the Egypt City Scarabs have a huge following. Are you talking about the NHL International or the NBA? Because the NHL are international. They, they are in Canada. Yeah, but... The, the Egypt City Scarabs. E- the Egypt City Scarabs. Twenty-seven starting members. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of like punching you in the face, they just turn you into a uh, mummy right on the ice. <laughs> to, yeah, to they be fair, do mummy rot thing where like they breathe green on you and your face like. <laughs> to be fair, Egypt is probably so hot that people would go to the stadiums all the time just to get cooled off. There you go. Yeah. So maybe there is something to that. Yeah. Get cooled off. Um, I'd watch them on NBC. I'm, I'm fine with that. Oh, the uh, next 10 minutes in the penalty tomb. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. We'd have to have more uh, teams out there because I don't think it would be – quite fair for that many road trips can you imagine like having to travel to the united states or canada back and forth every other day oh no the nightmare air conditioning and, and free peanuts i'm just kidding they're not free they're paid for in your ticket price <laughs> i probably i don't know i mean unless they're flying uh spirit hey if they're flying delta they get free drinks the whole way to and from i know that that's why i only fly delta Overseas, Delta sponsor us. <laughs> After listening to this podcast, I don't think they'll want to sponsor us. I don't think anybody's going to want to sponsor us. I got some money. I got some money put to the side. Wait, I know a factory in Vietnam that's going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Recycle the condoms. Why the hell not? Like, it, it, just, just sell them for half price. Don't sell them for full price. Oh boy. Um. I mean, if if I were a person who used condoms, I, I would use reused condoms oh. for half price. <laughs> this is far from the friendly, family-friendly content that was originally. Wait, this was supposed yet. to be family-friendly. Holy shit, my Chris, I mean, you holy shit, my bad. You made a grave mistake, Chris. <laughs> Twenty-seven <Yeah>. of them. <laughs> Twenty-seven grave mistakes. Yeah, hold on. I, I got uh, the entire uh, screenplay of Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. I'm going to read in reverse. It's better that way. Uh, I think we're going to run out of time for that one. We can add it as extra you content. It. Friends, Romans, countrymen. I come here not to poop alone, <laughs> but Dulce. <laughs> but to knock down the walls. All right. Well, guys, uh, I'm going to call that for the night here. I uh, really appreciate everybody coming out, listening to us. Um, next week, uh, we should have some more guests on. Uh, me and Brian will be back for next week. Uh, you guys can always hit us up on uh, the website, anchor.fm slash casualtalk-8. Uh, there you can leave us a message. You can help sponsor us. Uh, there's a sponsor link on that as well. 
Uh, all of the uh, platforms you can listen to this podcast will also be listed there as well. So uh, I want to thank everybody for coming out. Uh, Wes, Mike, thank you for guys for coming out this week. Uh, really thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah. No, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, with that being said, guys, take care, be well, and we'll have a good rest of your night.